I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hi everybody and welcome to our last show of the year 2011 my name is jessica dwyer and i want to welcome you to fangirl radio um this is also going to be our last show where you will hear us in our dulcet tones utter the word fuck um we are moving (laughs) to thursday nights um where we have to be clean um, I feel like there's going to be terrible abuse tonight. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see, the, the the thing is, we got all that out. The last show, which was the worst of 2011. <laughs> so we got to purge a lot of that anger and, and foul mouthery there. But um, this show is actually, we're ending the year on a high note, which is the best of 2011. Um, once again, we have random categories that we um, actually... Uh, let me introduce my co-stars here. I'm being I'm being mean. Um, Rachel is here with us again. Hello. And the lovely Ren Willock is here. Hello, hello. And our ghost in the house, Amanda, is here as well. But you know, just wave at your screen because she's kind of like a peripheral. You know. Maybe we can get her to rattle some chains and go. Woo. Yeah, our ghost. Um, but uh, this show's a special one. We're going to pick our stuff that we love the best out of this year. There was actually believe it or not, quite a bit of good that came out of 2011 in terms of entertainment. Some stuff came out way early that was great, and then um, it took a while. You know, summer came along, and we actually had some surprise goodies in summer, and uh, both on TV, you know, both mainly at the film, at films, um, at the film level, but we also had some really great, surprisingly good TV that came out this year, and uh, towards the end of the year, we had some great stuff, too. So, um, and not only that, but in comics and, and lit and music, I'm sure Rachel has some great picks for us in that category. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, without further ado, I'm going to let the girls, one of the girls, start off here. So, Ren, I haven't heard you, from you for a while, so let's hear one of your categories and your pick for a best of. Okay, well, I'm almost wondering if it might be better to start with Rachel because my list is so staggeringly nerdy. No, that's what we love. That's what you're here for. That's what you're here for. (laughs) Um, Okay, but it has nothing... Well, I say nothing to do with entertainment, but actually it has everything to do with entertainment if you're a massive nerd like me. Um, My list is not things that were on, uh, you know, television shows or movies. My list is um, the number one thing that I paid the most attention to last year, or this year, uh, was the wicked cool things that happened in science. Um, Now, these these are things that are 
not just lame science, but there are things that we either have been wanting to have happen in all of our sci-fi. We've been dreaming of these things, or there are things that are, you know, realizations of things we've seen in movies for the past 30 years, or whatever you like to call it. I find it ridiculous fun to just see these things come about into reality, which I think is fantastic. Anyway, so I made a list of the ten things that uh, in science that were realized or created or it happened uh, in 2011 that made me go, oh my god, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, that's my list. Does that sound nerdy enough? That's awesome. And I, is that, is, did that, did that, that collider thing, was that at the beginning of this year that that thing went online and started making many black holes, or was that last year? Yes. Hadron Collider? Yes. Yeah. CERN, CERN did go online with the Large Hadron Collider uh, this year. I mean, but it wasn't <laughs> the first time it was turned on, because, of course, the first time it was turned on, it broke. Uh, <laughs> the thing that could destroy <laughs> the world and suck yeah. it into, an, into a giant rift in the universe broke. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it took them a really long time to fix it. So they turned it on for the second time this year, and it works great. So that's that should be on the list, because it's, it's awesome, but it didn't make the top ten, because there were ten other really wicked, cool things that happened. So okay, so you've from, got a list of ten, so let's hear it. Yeah, let's do from okay. ten to one. So from, from the, the bottom to the top, um, this is cool just for practical reasons. Uh, in April, Japanese researchers reported that they grew an entire synthetic mouse retina. So a piece of an actual eye from stem cells. This is really rad because this is what everybody's wanting stem cells to do from the day we discovered what stem cells could possibly do, which is grow things for people. What? You lost <laughs> an arm? Here, have a new arm. It's your own arm because I grew it from your stem cells. I mean, that's the idea. So this is the most complicated thing that's ever been grown from stem cells so far, and it's pretty wicked cool. Um... That was number 10. Number 9, NASA launches the Mars Science Laboratory, the Curiosity rover. I've been watching that, them build that thing all year, and it's flipping cool. It's about the size of an SUV. The two rovers that are on Mars now are like a quarter of that size, so this thing's massive. And it's got way more scientific potential. It's going to land in August next year, and it's going to do pretty cool stuff. It's going to keep studying Mars. It's going to hopefully find if water existed in great quantity on the planet in the past, and if possibly life ever existed on the planet in the past. So that's the Mars Science rover. Um, number eight is this thing called Wyceps that I actually only just read about last uh, the other night, but it's so cool. It's, um, it's the first transparent solar energy film. It's thin like a piece of plastic, like like a really thin piece of plastic. You know, like overhead sheets, us really old people that remember overheads from school? <laughs> it's, th <laughs> it's thin like that, and it's slightly gray, and the reason it's slightly gray is because it has these itty-bitty, ridiculously tiny solar cells, and you can apply this to any surface in manufacturing. So you could, like, buy a shirt or whatever, anything that has this uh, in it, and it powers it things. Could, and I was going to say it could mm. Well? I, c I was going to say, you could buy anything and it could be self-powered. Exactly. That's the goal. The The thing that they're going to apply it to first is a cell phone screen that will be released next year. And an hour's worth of charging power is a half an hour's worth of use. So a one-to-two ratio, or a two-to-one ratio. But still, that's pretty darn cool. Wait, could you um, make a car out of it? Like have a, a put windshield? Put it on the coating of anything. Yeah, it'd be, oh, on a windshield would be wicked cool. Yeah. Imagine if you had like a whole uh, on-screen display that's up on your windshield that was powered by the windshield. Anything, it'd be, it'd be rad. 
So this thing was invented last year. It was transparent, um, thin as thin as an overhead sheet, and it works. It's brilliant. Um, number seven was the Watson computer, which is the coolest computer ever made. Probably people remember it from competing on Jeopardy against the two greatest Jeopardy champions ever, and it won. <laughs> 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 and it will be enslaving us in 2015. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I need Christian Bale as Batman to come save us. <laughs> no, whatever. He'll just yell at it. He'll just be really, really rude to hit to it. In You're call done, man. Professionally, <laughs> <You're> done. <laughs> I'm a fucking professional, or whatever the hell. He um. Anyway, it, it's built by IP, IBM, and it's got millions of books and newspapers and academic journals and ridiculous stuff. But the genius was in finding a way to access all of that data through common uh, English language. Because a question can be asked millions of ways. You only want one answer, but somebody could ask it in a funny way that the computer just doesn't know what you mean. And that was the, the, the brilliance of training this thing was to train it to pretty much understand the way human beings talk, the way we communicate. Inflection, um, sarcasm, uh, anything. Uh, you name it, they taught it that. And then it used those tools of communication to access its giant brain. So it was more than just building a computer with a giant brain. That's easy. A computer that can then interact with a human um, and access that data, like the computer on Star Trek. Freaking heck! That's what they just built. Was the computer on Star Trek? Hey, computer. <laughs> well, we well, you know got the pads it. now. Now we've got the computer. Oh, sure. So and, yeah, doors that open by themselves. Come on. Yeah. We have those forever. So where's anyway, my Vulcan? Where's my Vulcan? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Watson IBM computer right now. It's been uh, since it won. On Jeopardy, you know, it didn't go on to other great game shows like it should have. Um, it's it's working in, it's working in the medical field. They use <laughs> the <it>. dating game. <laughs> um, it's brilliant for for the medical field because um, any doctor, even a brilliant, incredible doctor, is brilliant and incredible in a particular field, and no doctor can possibly keep the mountains of medical knowledge in one head. And Watson can, so that was really cool. Um, number five, and it's so high on the list because I remember seeing this in, like, so many sci-fi movies. I'm pretty sure they did it in Total Recall. I know they did it in Serenity. Spray on skin. That's just freaking awesome. You get a massive yeah. burn or a massive cut or something. Here, I've got a little... Bzzz, now you have new skin. Ta-da! It's awesome. So this it's Dark Man. <laughs> <laughs> this product called Avita or Resell Spray on Skin pretty much that. You take a little sample of the person's skin, you put it in a thing. What's it say? I wrote it down. There's like a time period. After 20 minutes, the cells will have multiplied enough to spray onto an area that's 80 times the sample size. 20 minutes, you get 80 times the amount of skin to spray on that person. They're good. And it's only $1,200 a kit. That's freaking cheap. So, you know what? If you're like one of those recluses and you want to stock up for the imminent zombie apocalypse, um... Is it imminent? Is, that, is, it, is it would inevitable? that be considered spray on cheese for a zombie apocalypse? Oh, Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> I missed the joke. Damn it! What'd you say? I said, would that be considered like spray on cheese for the zombie apocalypse? Spray on cheese? Oh, like a little like a snack for the yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Amanda, uh, the ghost just pl- just jumped in with uh, skin whiz. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same. Yes, Amanda. You and I share a brain. 
guys, you've got to edit this out and market it. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. Okay, uh, i got to go faster, because that's only half my list. The number <laughs> number five coolest thing, five, four, three, two, yeah, five, anyway. Um, possibly finding the Higgs. So this is going back to CERN, obviously. They turned the puppy on. They've been shooting protons around in circles at 9.99999% the speed of light. Not percent. 99.99999% the speed of light. So pretty damn fast. And smashing those bad boys together to see what comes out when they explode. And just like two weeks ago, or maybe even less than that, they think they spotted a Higgs, which is really cool. So the Higgs particle, the Higgs boson, as it's, as it's called, is the theoretical particle that explains why things have mass. Why things are hard, essentially. Um, so also known as the Viagra particle. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So they think they found it. And the reason why they only say they think they found it is because it wasn't observed by enough part of, by enough things at the same time to really have a conclusive thingamajig. But it's the first step towards saying, yep, the Higgs exists, that was it. Which I think is damn cool because I've been following that. Number four, Earth-like planets, which is also freaking cool because of number one, which I'll get to. Um... NASA recently announced that it found an Earth-like planet that could harbor life. It's called Kepler-22b. Yeah. It's only 600 light-years away, which sounds like a lot, but really it's not, because the universe is pretty, pretty much bigger than that. Um, 600 light-years away, orbiting a star pretty similar to our sun. It's about two and a half times the size of Earth, which is not really that much bigger, considering all the other planets are freaking huger than us, and some of them are tinier than us, but whatever, okay. Um... <laughs> It's got an average temperature of 72 degrees. That's like the average temperature in San Diego. So, you know, water, liquid water, which could mean life. So exciting. Yay. Earth-like planet. Pretty close by. Number three, computers that can read your mind. And this is so cool. You might have seen the YouTube video of two screens side by side. One of some video clips and one of a blurry, similarly looking video clip. And what they did is... They reconstructed the visual from the brain scanning someone's brain while they watch the original video clip. And this is just freaking, like, right out of a sci-fi. Like, practical applications are someone in a coma who can't communicate or for any other reason can't communicate but is, con you know, conscious. Um, you can communicate that way. thought police, obviously. Thought police, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that was... That was practical the freaking We're awesome back in the minority report out of this world. <laughs> just the idea of it is I'm my pizza you, we gotta device. call john connor <laughs> ignore my pizza awesome. delivery man he just came so it's really cool <laughs> the uh the computer oh no i never mind anyway the computer uh the, they hooked it up to the visual cortex of a person's brain or at least they're scanning that part of their brain right now they're scanning a small portion of this visual cortex it's the back bit called the uh the primal primary visual cortex or the early visual system it's the bit that responds to color and edges and texture and so that's why it's still kind of blurry so it's just showing you what color he thinks he's seeing or that kind of stuff but it's remarkable when a person sees something like a really really commonly seen image like a face something you see every day the computer shows you a freaking face i mean it's so i can't even begin to describe how cool i think this is and and that will start fighting the other thing, the other computer for dominance <laughs> yes, over humanity, yeah, and the year and later. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It is the it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, so 
Number two, which which was very, very closely tied with me <laughs> for number one. Number two, faster than light protons. I went insane when I heard this. I think it was about a month, maybe two ago. Can't quite remember. Um, oh, no, it was more than that. It was September. Physicists at CERN, it was actually sort of not CERN. It was another one of their um, laboratories in, in Italy. But it was dealing with CERN because they shot some protons from CERN to this laboratory in Italy, and they were testing how long it would take to get there. And Italy measured their results and went, oh, shit, that was kind of fast. And then they went, oh, shit, that was actually faster than light, which is not supposed to be possible. Ah! I, I hit the ceiling when I heard that. I hit the effing ceiling. Went, oh, I can say fuck tonight. I hit the fucking ceiling when I heard that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's spectacular. Evidently, they did this a while ago, and they've been sitting on this, this result, trying their damnedest to disprove it to themselves. And they haven't been able to, so they released it to the general, to the wider physicist public and said hey look guys this is what we did and we can't figure out why it's wrong and we want you guys to please tell us that it's wrong <laughs> or not i want them to tell them that they're not wrong i mean <laughs> it would be scary if it's not wrong it pretty much kiboshes every rule of physics we have so far everything is out the window including the worst one causality why stuff happens in the order it happens and why it can't happen in reverse if but you know what it opens the door to Time travel. I was going to say time travel. Space. I mean, it, it opens the door to everything. The, the, the speed limit, the speed limit of light has shut the door to time travel and pretty much seeing the rest of the universe. And if that's out the window, oh my God. I mean, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. I'm just spitting right now. It's fantastic. Um, the only reason it came second to the, to the SpaceX Dragon is because this thing is so practical and so real and so immediate that it blows my socks off. I mean, the other one is cool, but it's still an idea. This thing is right here, right now. SpaceX is a commercial organization that is doing what NASA is doing. They're working with NASA, but they are not a government organization. SpaceX is building a shuttle program to pretty much uh, take place of the shuttles that we no longer have. No more shuttles. I don't know if a lot of people who don't follow this, who aren't stupidly, ridiculously nerdy like me, realize that when we no longer started to fly the shuttles to the International Space Station, it meant that any supplies and astronauts that want to go to or from the space station have to go to Russia and use the Russian space program. And it costs like, I'm probably going to get this number wrong, but it costs like $50,000 a seat. I mean, it's probably more than that. I can't quite remember. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And we're using the Soyuz rockets to go up and down and up and down from the ISS because Russia's the only people with a, with a program that's doing that right now. So SpaceX next year, not in the not way long time from now, next freaking year is going to have a viable rocket with a viable reusable capsule to to resupply the space st station with supplies and and people. They're not only doing that, but they've got big visions. They've got big dreams on Mars and the Moon. Some one of the other things that I read that I nearly put on the list was. Um, Google has an X Prize, two million, twenty million dollars for somebody to build a rover to go to the moon and send video back to Earth. And SpaceX has already said, "Yep, we'll take that rover." Oh, so that's next year, awesome! Yeah, so next, I think it's next year or whenever the whenever that Google X Prize is given to the rover that wins that can go to the moon and come back. SpaceX is going to be the people that take it to the moon, so they're going to be the second up. people to ever go to the moon. 
and they've got plans on on Mars. I mean, I'm just I love these people to death. I follow them on Twitter and Google Plus and everything. They're just freaking awesome, and they're making tremendous strides in the in this um, industry of space travel. It's spectacular. It's everything the future we everything we wanted it to be. I mean, regular people doing shit up there. It's so cool. I can't tell you. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's my list of geeky, nerdy stuff from 2011. Good job. And it's I just like going to get it. better. I'm so excited. Gonna, I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Ta-da! Science! <laughs> so, okay, Amanda, you have to get, like, a Thomas Dolby thing in there at some point with that. <laughs> <laughs> the dude going, science! Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think that's great. Good job. Yay! Uh, I, I I I agree wholeheartedly with your list. Some of that stuff I knew about, and some of the stuff I didn't know about. But I uh, I love it. Um, and I I hope you know Branson Richard Branson has been trying to do. They they're they're doing like uh, the isn't he doing like the orbital flights like our the ones that just go um, up into our atmosphere? Yeah, or Virgin's he's been got, on one. Uh, Virgin's got a program to take ordinary people into orbit. So they're not going to go any further than orbit, but the idea is commercial flights into orbit for everyday people. Well, right. every, everyday people in quotes. Everyday people that can with, afford... Like, with like a shit ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Virgin does have plans on a, on a ship that can go into, into Earth orbit. Cool. All right. Well, Rachel, it's you and I that have the mundane, non... Not <laughs> so like my, mine just doesn't make me sound that smart. I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's trade back and forth because I'm assuming okay. that you're picking Game of Thrones as your best new TV series. Actually, no. Oh, <laughs> I was geez. actually picking um, Peter Dinklage as best supporting actor from Game of Thrones as my favorite um, my favorite award show win this year. Oh, good I mean, job! Absolutely, yes. hands down. Because the truth is, you know, we can talk about Game of Thrones. I think it's a great thing. There's there's but there's so much good TV right now. It's kind of amazing. But um, but Peter Dinklage just is an amazing actor, and people focus a lot on the fact that he's a little person, which, you know, is irrefutable. <laughs> he definitely is. But um, to, to bring such a beloved series favorite character to life in such a beautiful way in a series where it runs the gamut of some of the best acting and some of the worst acting on TV right now, um, to do that, no matter what's happening on screen or what ridiculous thing is asked of him, or I just thought it, it was an amazing performance on every level. And the fact that um, people recognized that was amazing. And the fact that he's the um, first little person to win an Emmy. Is that correct? And I he thought, may have been for sure. And for I think best, that for a best supporting role. And a lot of least. people didn't think he would win it. Even though everyone yeah. knew he deserved it, but no yeah. one thought a genre show like that would grab an Emmy like that, and it and did. The, Ha-ha. the last couple of years, you know, I've stopped watching award shows because um, I'm consistently angry and frustrated. But I watched that one to see Peter Dinklage, and um, you know, that was to me that that was one of the best things about this year. I'm still really happy about it. <laughs> Well, if we're going to talk about TV, um, I have to I have to put my my best new series out there, which is to me. And this was it was it was a hard one to pick because I there was a lot of good stuff that started this year. But I have to say, after seeing 
the finale and everything that led up to it. American Horror Story is probably the best new series on TV right now, uh, in my mind. I haven't watched it. Absolutely awesome from the get-go to the end. It's just some dark, twisted, good, creepy horror. And and I have to say some of the best new actors on TV right now are on it. And that's Evan Peters and Teresa Farmiga. I'm going to say, I'm going to butcher her name. Teresa Farmiga. I'm sure that's wrong. But Violet and Tate are um, two great characters on this show, but they're, they're, they're just supported by some amazing actors like Jessica Lang and Dennis O'Hare. But American Horror Story, it's also what's cool about it is the fact not only just, just the, the start uh, credit sequence, which is one of the creepiest things on TV that you're going to see, um, just the credits, mind you, the rest of the show is filmed and done so beautifully and, and well with this use of light and shadow and just sound effects and, and just the creep factor is so well done. Um, but also just the acting and Evan Peters is just amazing as Tate. He can go from being this just vulnerable teenage boy to being a stone cold, like robotic looking killer. Just, uh, and, and it's amazing to see. And just, you know, everybody in the show was great, and my God, you know, just, it's going to be a complete spoiler, what I'm going to say here. So no, no, Rachel, no, no, go, no. Just la, don't la, listen. La, 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 okay. la, 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 la. Don't, don't listen. Just, just, just don't listen. Turn off your volume, Rachel and Ren, if you plan on watching American Horror Story for what I'm about to say. Um, and also, if you're planning on watching Walking Dead, because American Horror Story and... Oh, no, Walking I have to Dead, turn it off. Walking Dead and American Horror Story both have tied for my best oh my god moment of the the season which is Sophia of course coming out as a um as a zombie in um and Walking Dead which was a great great twist uh not a lot of people thought they would do it um but they did it, and mainly because she's still alive in the comic books. And um, also, in American Horror Story, Violet having died. That was sneaky and well done. Well played, sirs. That was great. So, come, uh, Not to interrupt your flow, how come you had to give away the spoilers of, about Walking Dead in, in this context? Because everybody <laughs> and their brother has already done it and seen it. I it's did not over all the blogs. Like you, I, I everybody was talking because... about it. I mean, you could go on Facebook if you opened up Facebook. It was there. You no, know I actually, don't use Facebook. Actually, <laughs> someone spoiled it for me two weeks before it aired. Oh, because some awesome. idiot, and I don't know who you are on my Facebook feed. I can't remember. <laughs> if I did, I'd come to your house and kick you in the balls. Because um, <laughs> I'm sure it was a dude. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But someone posted a still shot of her coming out of the barn. Lame. And I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> See, I can say that tonight. Yeah. Th- that, they, they did that, and then they had the audacity to, to ask, hey, do you think this is fake? And it's uh, obviously not. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that it was her, and you could well, tell you- it wasn't 
it, you there's no, it you, for me, but it's my own fault for not watching. I told you to turn it down, dude. Did I, I not? Tried. Just, I tried. I said yeah. turn that volume. But anyway, those two things were two of the best WTF moments of the year on TV. I mean, they were brilliantly done. Um, and 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 also that whole scene with her just amazing Sophia the whole thing how they did it how they filmed it and I found out too um, if you watch the talking dead they were talking about um, after that episode aired they um, they said that you cannot show a child being shot on television right uh, you have to film it a certain way where you don't see the adult actually blowing the per- the kid away or something and so they'd have to do it a different angle far away all that kind of stuff which is how they had to film the beginning episode where Rick takes out the little girl zombie um so well done sirs and I would have to say for best supporting cast as a total American Horror Story also just nailed it everybody on that show was amazing Zachary Quinto came on was great um one of the most disturbing scenes I've had to watch in a show um, was the the school shooting, and how they filmed that was just wrenching. Um, so well done, American Horror Story. Um, I also I'm just gonna keep rolling on this TV thing since I'm I'm going here. No, I was I was thinking about different TV shows and what I would say, but a lot of my favorite TV shows this year because I watch mostly on Netflix and Hulu actually came out last year. But I, I have to say my favorite Netflix find of a show, even though it's a year late, but my favorite thing Netflix has run is Sherlock. Yeah. And um, I so think that's you my... So you just got to see that now? I, I saw it earlier this year when they, they originally added oh, okay. it. okay. But, but still... uh, Sherlock and then my favorite Hulu, my favorite series they added to Hulu was um, Community. And so neither of them are new things, but... Um, with more and more people going to streaming, I think that those additions really bring it, it brings it to the table. And so I wanted to make mention of that. Community well, is a personal favorite. Community, uh, I think, is on the bubble. Really? Yeah. I think that's on the bubble. And I, surprisingly, Fringe is still Fringe. like still I'm going. probably going to get canned. Um, also, I think Grimm might be up. Um, to, yeah, to go down it, too. I don't. I wouldn't surprise me if Grim was. I know that community is currently shelved until further notice, but there's a pretty big campaign right now. But you know, it, it just takes the right network being risky. Well, it's and NBC, it you know, and NBC yeah. isn't known for being nope. the best with genre friendly shows. Somebody over there has got to figure their shit out because I mean, I cannot for the life of me now. I'm desperately trying to remember this tweet that I read in relation to community. It was in some sort of setting where there was a bunch of young people you know, 18 to 20 something. And the question was asked, how many of you watch community and damn near all of them raised their arms. And then the question was asked, how many of you watch it Friday nights or whatever night at whatever time. And they all lowered their hand and they said, how many of you watch it online? And they all raised their hands again. And that's what I would love to see is I would love to see. And I think this year has been a great year for streaming. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would love to see more or a show, maybe community, something with that kind of oomph to it. Mm -hmm. Um, be a streaming only show you know what would be amazing landia and all what would be amazing a crossover of the guild and community i don't know (laughs) but in the words of abed i want six six seasons in a movie yeah i think it would be freaking hilarious i don't don't want it off the air but i want someone in some big network particularly nbc you know 
talking to you guys, um, to put on their thinking hats, their 21st century thinking hats, and go, hang on, how many of my, how much of my audience watches the show online? And and if you're not getting the revenue you need to out of streaming, rework your contracts. You know what? If the majority of your audience is coming to your website to watch that show that you make, and you're not make, and you're not capitalizing on that, that's your problem. That's not ours. We're watching the show. You're going to make it work. Well, that's all I can say. I I have to say, speaking about how so many freaking uh, shows of, are dying on the vine already, except for Terra Nova. She somehow has managed to scrape through. Um, the one surprise hit, best surprise hit of the season for me is Once Upon a Time. I'm, I'm amazed that that show made it, and it's apparently super popular, because it's one of those shows that had you know, the, the, the blueprint for a show that was going to get canned within a few episodes because it was on ABC it was on um, it, it was the lead in I think to uh, Desperate Housewives which is getting ready to go off the air and you know it's on a Sunday night it, it Desperate Housewives is still on the air yeah last season this is its last wow. season. this is the last season it's another best of 2011 <laughs> All right, that didn't go over. So it was, it was, it's amazing <laughs> to me that it's still on, and I'm very, very sorry, happy about it being on and still making it and being like one of the, I guess it's like one of the top most watched dramas of the season. Yay! And so look at that. We had one make it, um, which is kind of funny now. ABC seems to be, you know, they weren't, you know, they let V hang on way longer than it should have. <laughs> Yeah, uh, way longer. Like, uh, you know, one more episode after the pilot was too long. But um, <laughs> that's just me. No, um, you're but, you're dead right. No, awesome. But uh, yeah, when you when you reveal the lizards are lizards in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? How yeah, long is Terranova gonna last? I don't know. Too long. It's like crabs. We can't it get has, it. but the thing is. <laughs> about before it has a family following and so that is the best is it's been one of the best years for family viewership and i'm not talking about like your usual disney channel stuff even though once upon a time is seven, disney seven. it's not like that so there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on right now that the whole family can watch that's smart and funny and entertaining and there's some that's not there's some turnovas out there but you know that has its own appeal to certain people too Lord knows, I don't understand it, but it does. So, but it's been a good year for that. Here's getting well, away from the point. Speaking of family viewing, do you think it's about time we had an American Doctor Who series? No. no. Yes. Oh, oh I don't want. When it goes American, it goes bad. It's cursed. It's like being a defense of a dark arts teacher. No. Okay. Here's all I'm going to say about having an American. Okay, the Paul McGann thing was a good, good try. They, I don't know what the hell happened with all of it. You know, they, they it didn't get the push it deserved. It got shelled on a Fox movie of the week. But to give you an idea of what... I'm going to give you two examples. Okay, give me what happens? Chance. What happens when American ma- filmmakers or, or TV people get a hold of good Do British... Do not say being human, because being human was on sci-fi, and sci-fi wouldn't recognize no. good television. No, 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 no. These are no. things that you can go look up on YouTube. Okay, tell me. They did an American pilot for Red Dwarf. That they was did awful. An American version of Faulty Towers, and they, they did? did one of Spaced. 
And they did one of IT Crowd, and that was painful. They yeah. did? So, oh, I didn't see that. That would be painful. Oh. No, they yes. did Spaced, and, uh, yeah, no. Richard Iowati was still Moss. That was the thing that ki- like that killed me. You've still got Richard Iowati? How they got that? the guy that played Crichton to be Crichton for the Red Dwarf. No he was the only oh. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was bad. And didn't they make some kind of, oh, maybe it wasn't. I have it in my mind that at some point there was talks. Oh, I know what it was. It was One Foot in the Grave was remade as when Cosby came back to TV. Yeah, they did. I think they actually did it uh, as a movie, as a made-for-TV movie. No, they did it as the new Cosby series with Dougie Doug in it. And um, I must have blocked that. The new then. Cosby, it was called The Cosby Show, but if you watch the credits, it was credited as a remake of One Foot in the Grave. Well, see, what, that's what happened with um, Prime Suspect. They tried to make that with um, the girl that Johnny kills in, <laughs> the one that's in Secret Window. What's her name? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Bello. Uh, more, yeah, Maria Bello, and that got canned. That already got that got shelved quickly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Best thing of my life this year in TV and entertainment. Yesterday, I watched the first new AbFab episode. Oh yeah, I saw where that <laughs> was going to be on. It was awesome, oh, and it was oh. as good as the really good seasons. It was. I, uh, go watch it. It's up for free right now online. Please watch it. It's on Vimeo, and it's. It's all legal and everything. Go watch it. Go watch it. All right. I'll I have it. to say, be- okay, I have to ask both of you because you both watch TV this year. What is your favorite episode of a single show? Oh. Christ. Well, See, I'm bad at that. I'm this oh. year because. It had to air this year. I'm, I'm bad at that. Jay, I'm awful at remembering I these have things. I to say. I know my pick. I, All right, what's your pick? It was, it's, go ahead and tell your pick, and I'm going to find the name of the one I like. The Doctor's Wife. Oh, yeah, huh. The Doctor's Wife episode yeah. of Doctor Who, scripted by Neil Gaiman, was my pick for the best episode of anything this year. It, it hit every note it was supposed to hit and I, was amazing. I have to agree with that. I can't... Um, you know, it's it's hard to argue with Neil Gaiman in my world, um, but I think one of my favorite, I have to pull out um, a community episode, and I think it has to be, um, I'm making sure it's from this year, hold on one sec, one of my favorite ones. It's from this year. Well, my the 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 thing is, the only one I can think of right now is the regional holiday music because it was such a great spoof on Glee. It was such a beautiful, <laughs> spot-on spoof of Glee that it's hard to get. Um, but remedial chaos theory, I think that's my favorite community episode, where they are having a housewarming party and they they roll dice to see who's going to get up and get the pizza. And so Abed, of course, says, you know, you're gonna, you realize you're creating six different timelines here. And he goes, yeah, I know. And then they show you what happens if everybody... <laughs> that you know, show out. is too good. It is too freaking good. And so if you only watch, there's a, there's a couple episodes that if I was trying to get somebody who was, like, dead set against community to watch it, I think Remedial Chaos Theory would be on that list. Well, you yeah. know, and the problem, I think the pro- part of the problem is it's too smart. Yeah, yeah. It's too smart. For your average Joe audience. 
Well, they wink I, to people like us. I they don't have know. Um, Abed's his new show that he's into is called Inspector Space Time, and it's a British yeah. They catered. They totally <laughs> catered to. But you know what the, the thing is, though. Here's the thing. I was just talking to. They cater to geeks, but it is not exclusive. I think I would disagree with you guys on that one, but go ahead. But it's too smart for your average show. I disagree. Um, And also, we've got a 15-minute warning. Um, But I (laughs) I have to say that in comparison to, say, um, in comparison to, say, The Big Bang Theory, which completely panders and panders to the point I'm, I'm actually angry at it. And it's become a farce of itself. Um, you know, it was, oh, here, let's have, okay, Penny, Penny's isn't with Leonard, she's with somebody else, oh, Penny's with Leonard, oh, no, now she's not, oh, Sheldon's being very awkward, oh, Amy's being weird, oh, here, let's insert, like, five or six really, you know, like, beat you above the head and show pop culture references, (laughs) and this is every episode, and that's it, you know, it's not, it's, it doesn't have any of the, um, it, so I don't want to use the word class, but it doesn't have the knack for. No. I'm for gonna how say I'm gonna I'm gonna offer joie de vivre, and then I'm going vivre. to completely exactly. disagree with you and say that you're out of your mind. You're you're crazy. I love that show. <laughs> I um okay. I'm gonna jump jump track completely here because I have to ask while we still have time. Jessica, favorite Johnny Depp movie of 2011. Wait, how many were there? There were at least three. Okay, there was Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates. Rango. 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 There was Rum Diaries. Yep, there was at least three. Should we IMDb IMDb this real quick? I'm going to IMDb this just just so it can be completely (laughs) fair. (laughs) Say that that's what you're doing. Well, everyone knows that's what we're doing. (laughs) Is there an ancient Johnny? Sorry, don't kill me, Jay. What? No, I'm right. That's it. That's that's all there was. That's all there was. Um, I knew. I, I see. Don't ever doubt me. Yeah. Um, so four. Four. <laughs> I should have known better. He has so much uh, coming though that it's hard. Um, my favorite Johnny Depp movie of the year. Oh, it's painful to pick. Um, I really loved Rango. I'm dying to see that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say Rango was so so cool because it was beautifully done there were so many cute things in it and it was funny as hell and and bill nighy versus johnny depp again and it was just it was great there was so much good stuff i also loved pirates though pirates was really great because you got to be like the centerpiece there was no annoying uh, orlando bloom and kira knightley and also the rum diary was his love letter to hunter i i have to say that I the Rum Diary. My favorite part of the Rum Diary was Amber Heard. I have such a girl crush on her. She is so. She would have a girl so, crush on you. So, oh, so, so <laughs> can hope. Somewhere my but, husband feeling rather but good about it. I I have to say I liked the Rum Diary because he kept his promise to Hunter making the movie, and yeah. it was I liked it. I really liked the Rum Diary. I thought it was great, but I loved Rango so much. Because it was just so well done and, and beautifully done, and he was hilarious, and it got. I wish, I wish people, if you were out there listening, that have this power, release a DVD of the making of it, where you get to watch the movie being done live action, because that looks so awesome. <laughs> I, I love, a, I love I'm, that. 
I'm a little torn this year on because um, I was trying to think what's my favorite movie this year, but we kind of discussed last episode that I tried really hard not to see bad movies this year. Well, and let's see. I've um, been so happily surprised so many times. Fright Night was just. How dare you doubt that? <laughs> I was scared because it could. I, you know, I. It could have gone either way. And the truth is, you know, you were really excited for it, and so I was excited. But, you know, in my heart of hearts, when there's a remake of something you love, there's always that terror. And to have something that was such a great combination of homage and um, new movie, I really liked Fright Night. Um, Pirates wasn't bad. Uh, Hugo, there's one that came out of the blue where the trailer, I thought it would be about a talking automaton, turned out to be a really beautiful movie. And Did you just say automaton? Yes. <laughs> I can't Here, here's, here's a good question. Here's a good good category to ask. What do you think was the most underrated movie of the year? Oh. Um, let me make sure this came out this year. And I'll tell I'll tell you mine while you're looking. Limitless. I think Limitless, really? With uh really? with Bradley? Yeah, because I had no hopes for that. I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't hear anything about it. Um, you know, it had Bradley Cooper buzz, but it was only Bradley Cooper buzz. It wasn't about the movie. So when I actually watched it, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to go with, and th- I'm going to get ridiculed so harshly for this, but I really, really liked it, was Drive Angry. Drive Angry. <laughs> I I really that, loved that movie. I had no business being as fun and good as it was. And Nicolas Cage going crazy, being a psycho. It was just such a great old school throwback to those 70s exploitation flicks. And our um, William well, Fitzner. William Fitzner is the man. I loved him in it. It was just so good. It hit every note. And the best part, the cult leader is Bella's dad. I haven't seen it. I've been dying to see it, and I couldn't. I It was one of those ones that I didn't get make it to in the theater. I'm going to get it, but my girl Amber Heard is in it, and I just think Nicolas Cage is a ton of fun. Like, he kicked so much in that you know, movie. In the right film, he's unbeatable for entertainment. He is, he is, and this is his movie. This is so his movie. So I have to say most underrated movie of the year, Driving. Oh, I just remembered. Uh, my personal opinion for underrated film, just because it needed a bigger release in the U.S., Attack the Block. Oh, and you yeah. you not heard of it. Oh, yeah, you have heard of it. I've heard of it, and I think also I want to I want to add my pissedness about these limited releases also includes Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been dying to see it. And and Bastards, why don't I have that here? I don't have it in Eugene. I have it in Portland if I want to drive two and a half hours. But, uh, Yes, where's my film? Yep. Um, so my I have to do Cumberbatches. <laughs> and my Carrie Holdman's. Um, but uh, I have to add to my favorite pick for movie of the year, best movie. Guess what, guys? It's not Johnny Depp. What? I am, I am going, and it's not Fright Night either. I am picking Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Really? Best movie of the year. Great I need to redbox that. I'm redboxing it tonight. Great franchise yeah, I'm gonna have to go that too. Andy Circus kicks so much. Andy Circus is a genius. This Seriously. movie is amazing. Tom um Tom Felton is in it and he plays a great prick as always. Of course. Um 
but just this whole the whole film is perfect how they it, you know they work in all these little easter eggs for fr- fans of the original films it it plays along with that original films how how it all like it just just so brilliant it's well done it was a surprise too because it was like suddenly boom we got a planet of the Apes. what yeah, yeah. it's like it was it was like so surprising and the special effects were great so many people I, are giving uh, shit that oh Andy Serkis he's just in motion capture what the fuck he does my oh they have no you. idea this, they, they have, have no, no idea. idea how much work this guy puts <laughs> into this stuff and and well, I can't I just can't say no to James Franco but Rise of the Planet of the Apes amazing film the Blu-ray is great go out and buy the Blu-ray um, it's just got it's got all kinds of goodies on it but it's a beautiful film too it works so well on Blu-ray great 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 film and um i was just blown away how how good it was i was just surprised as hell um so we've only got um uh only oh and and our ghost is waving at me and saying "Ooh, i must see that damn it <laughs> we'll buy it the next time i'm hastings i hate you for having a hastings amanda yeah i don't, have um, I don't even know what that so is hastings is 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 just paradise they it's have book music crack. and video and that's all it is Books, music, and a video department. Oh, it's a store. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I'm good. <laughs> I'm right there. So, um, moving on, because I know we're getting, we're, we're running out of time. Um, I want to pick for my best new comic of the year, because I have um, a little treat, is I, Vampire, which is a reboot of the new, in the new 52. Of oh, God, open- I'm slow. I thought you were talking about stand-up comics. I'm sorry. I'm there. I'm, I'm right here. Oh, no. I, Vampire, um, uh, the I new 52 do. reboot of the DC comic line included this, and it was funny because it was one of my favorite comics um, when I was very young, and it was part of the House of Mystery. They rebooted the whole franchise with its own um, comic line. Beautiful artwork, great story. They're even working in characters from other DC and Vertigo comics, including John Constantine. Um, and... Just amazing stuff, and uh, the guy in charge of writing it is named Joshua Hill Fielkov, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but he has agreed to be a guest on an upcoming show, which I am, like, stoked about, but I, Vampire, amazing. I'm so happy. I thought they were going to screw it up. There's always the chance, you know? I'm like, oh, my God, Andrew Bennett, don't don't mess him up, and they didn't, and it's beautiful. Did iZombie come out this year or last year? I Zombie the movie? No, I Zombie the um the zombie girl that's oh, in Eugene, Oregon. It came out last year, but it's been it one of my out, favorites this year. It came out last year and it's set here in Eugene and it's yeah. a great as well. Great, yeah. great stuff. Um and I know that we're getting ready to run out of time, so I wanna just give you um give you real quick what I'm gonna pick for what I'm waiting for, which was the you know, one of these was supposed to be out this year, but it didn't happen. But two things I'm really excited for next year, um, not just movie-wise, which we know is Dark Shadows, um, but is Awake, which looks amazing. It's a TV series um, starring, and I always want to say, Malfoy's dad, but it's not. It's um, Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. Jason <laughs> Isaacs. He's an amazing Malfoy. actor in a lot of ways. <laughs> A lot uh, of things. Um, looks who will uh, forever be known as Malfoy's dad, but he no. will be. It's just, but the but, bad um, guy in Patriot. Uh, he's the bad guy in the Patriot. Um, but Rin will love that show if she hasn't looked it up. Anybody yeah. that has like um, 
the interest in like the uh, the physics or science this show is going to blow your mind the whole you know um theory quantum theory Say the stuff name of it again it's called awake and it's going to be a tv series and it looks nice. amazing i'm totally gonna look it up um but um anyway the the story is this uh, a father this guy he's a dad and he's also a policeman so they can have their little procedural worked in um but his wife dies and um it somehow it's it one, something happens his wife dies and then he wakes up in another timeline with his son alive um still living but then in another timeline his son's his son's gone but his wife's alive so wow. he has to he goes to sleep he wakes up one place another and another and it, it flips back and forth and he's got to it you don't know if he's going to have to pick one or the other it's and you don't know how this has happened he he's got two different shrinks in both in each one shrink in a different universe you know two different ones and he has to explain what's going on to that you know what's what's happening to him so it's it's really amazing mind twisting stuff and it's supposed to be on nbc um and they're going to use it as a mid-season replacement um so the way things are going with grim it, we may get awake in that spot, which wouldn't surprise me. The other show I really, really want to see, and I can't wait, starts in January, and that's Alcatraz. Oh, of course. Sam Neill. Sam Neill! You can't say no Sam Neill. Hell yeah. So, there you go. Brilliant. All right, so we have three minutes. So, girls, what are you looking forward to next year? Um, oh. All the way next December, The Hobbit. Come oh on. Oh my God. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> wow. There was like serious backlash for that choice. <laughs> I don't Come know on. how I feel anymore. It's something that no one else will pick, like everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. Oh Jeez. my gosh. Well, um, I've already asked for the days off from work, the night before and the day So you day can't up. say, like, the Avengers or any of that stuff, because that's, everyone's expecting that. Um, dark, oh, Amanda the Ghost says Dark Knight. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the, the problem is it's early enough that it's only the things getting a bunch of buzz. I mean, I looked through what's coming out next year. You know, there's Liam Neeson being Liam Neeson, and there's... Um, are you talking about Wrath of the Titans? We need to talk about Kevin, which is going to get a wider release, hopefully, and I can see it. But Albert Knobs is probably the one out of what's been announced so far that I'm looking forward to, and that's Glenn Close. Um, it's a true story of a woman passing as a man in order to work in um, Ireland in the 1800s. So, wow. so yeah. What's and it called she, It's called Albert Knobs, and I've been waiting for this forever. Actually, I think it got limited release this year, um, probably just to make time for the Academy Awards, but it hasn't really been released um, yet. Oh, and my God. She is manly. But, <laughs> but if you, it's a true story, and it's an amazing true story, and so I'm really excited about that one. Well, minor, minor. I'm cheating a bit because they're off our own website, which I was actually looking at today. But I really want to see Jack the Giant Killer, and I really want to see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, um, that's my and birthday of, movie. <laughs> and and of course, just because it, you know, I have to throw it in there. The Spider Man, you know, the newest Spider Man. I'm gonna have to see it because it's Spider Man. 
Um, well, and Women in Black is coming out, which is... And the, the Men in Black. I'm not as excited no, no, for that, not though. Not Men in Black. Men in Black. What? Women what? in Black with Daniel well, Radcliffe. Yeah. With oh, Daniel. yeah. Okay, so cool. Yeah, I'll see that, too. coming out. There's a new... Um, there's a new De Niro movie coming out called Being Flynn um, later on in the mm-hmm. year that I'm excited about. because is Paul Dano in it, who I've been watching. And I can't believe Jess hasn't said The Raven. Uh, that's a given. <laughs> oh, my bad. I, I I am looking forward to The Raven. I, I uh, After talking to the guys in charge of it, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to be great and, and very pretty. So, um, and I, I, I'm going to take my Poe as much as I can get him. So, The Raven actually comes out, I believe, in February. I want to say it's February or March. Um, also, Underworld, the new Underworld movie comes out next month, I think, which this I'm actually great. looking forward to. This Raven is, is March 9, Underworld is Jan 20. Yeah. I, I get mocked because I'm looking forward to the re-release of Titanic in 3D. Oh, Seriously? I'm... I'm I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with popcorn. I'm going I'm serious. to. I'm we totally are, going to it. We are no longer friends. I'm, I'm totally going to it because I I'm actually I'm no longer saw, friends with either of you. I oh my actually, gosh, hey, you know what? I forgot. I forgot the new Wes Anderson <laughs> movie with Tilda Swinton in it. And I don't even, I think it's called like Being Moonlight or something. But Or no, Moonrise Kingdom is what it's called. And I am dying for that. And I need to be quiet so we can get off the Moonrise air. Kingdom, May 25. Oh, uh, Amanda the Ghost says, I can't watch Titanic in public. Why? <laughs> she's a secret Titanic as our, fan. As our last Saturday night show, what do you do, Amanda? I, I will cry. She cries. Oh, yeah. I you know what? You know what? Goth- Titanic night. We all get goth out in, like, gothy Edwardian clothes and go watch and look Titanic. Like, and, get wet and look like we're dri- dripping wet. Yeah, and then go see. Titanic, yeah, not survivors. Titanic oh, not okay. Survivors. We're over on time. Poor Amanda. Shut her down. Well, we're the Titan- our Titanic so is sinking. She's all trying to be smooth and you're, you're uh, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're going over. All right. Well, um, I pride ourselves. I pride us on our fact that we actually tend to stay on time um, most of the time. Um, but... I want to I want to wrap up saying you know what this was the first year of Fangirl Radio, we it was a great year. I I want to thank everybody that's been listening to us, downloading us, and uh, sharing in our 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 babble and and squeeing and love of all this stuff. And thank you for supporting us, women in genre stuff. Um, it's it's hard to come by, but it's getting bigger. It's getting better. And I want to thank you all for, for listening and joining us and making this a great year for our first year as, um, as on the air. And I want to thank Rachel and Wren, Queenie, uh, Christy, the, you know, our graveyard Danny. of X hosts. And, um, you know, I want Danny. Thank you so much, Danny, who keeps us supplied with great art. Wren, who is my web mistress of, of Doom over there. She's awesome. And, and Rachel. And also Amanda who is our ghost and Todd who is our our talkative Batman um, you guys are awesome so thank you so much and um, you know what I'm looking forward to 2012 there's so much great stuff coming and um, we're going to talk about it with you and to you and for you so <laughs> so thank you for wa- thank you for listening to Fangirl Radio um, for the year of 2011 and here's seeing you in 2012 as long as the world doesn't end Thank you and good night.